Hi guys, I'm Ashley. I'm Eve. And I'm Nick. And we're the Money Medics. And we're the hosts of Your Real Money Stories. An original podcast series brought to you in association with Zopa. The podcast will we'll be giving you the unfiltered truth about money through anonymous confessions and unfiltered opinions. As well as providing useful information and resources for each topic we discuss. And we have to say, this isn't financial advice. These are just our views. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Your Real Money Stories in association with Zopa. We are the Money Medics, your hosts Hi. for today. And you know, at Money Medics, we're all about sharing stories, information and real conversations about money so that you know you can make better decisions about mm -hmm. your personal finances. Yep. I'm Ashley, pharmacist by day, foodie by night. You know, and you guys, I love money too much. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Nick, uh, strategy consultant, uh, ex-banker. I actually work in finance, so you can rest assured that we're fact-checking and we're making sure what we're saying is mm -hmm. absolutely correct and up-to-date. And my name is Eve, pharmacist also, and landlady and new mum as well. And I'm, I'm a new dad as well. Guys. Yeah, yeah, that's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> So today is an anonymous story episode where we'll have three sections as per usual. So we will hear an anonymous story from our guest. Then we'll discuss our own opinions amongst ourselves. And we have some very good, useful tips and resources towards the end. Okay. So we're just going to put our headphones on. So we have Brad on the line. Hi, Brad. Hello. Hello. And of course, everyone knows Brad is not your real name. We're just going to be calling you that for the sake of the podcast. Um, I want to say, first of all, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you spending your time to tell us your story. Hmm. Just generally speaking, how's your day today? It's been a good day. How yeah. about you? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, not Pretty too bad at all. Yeah. Weather's not great, but you know, you live in England, that's what you expect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, let's just go straight into the story because I'm dying to hear this. So what exactly happened? So when did you first realise that something was going on or someone had committed fraud on your account? Yeah, so um, I was in second year of uni okay. and I was going to cash in a cheque that I'd got. Mm. I don't remember where I got the cheque, but... Uh, the bank I was with, you could only deposit a check in the actual branch mm -hmm. rather than just taking a picture of it, like some banks. Mm. So I went into the branch and the teller, I assume at the time, tries to get everyone on the student account. Yeah. So I just thought, why not? Yeah. I might as well get one for the overdraft stuff. And he does the usual credit checks for anyone opening an account and it came up with a bad credit score. Mm. Wow. I was very confused at the time because I've never taken a single loan in my life mm. other than student loan. And from my point of view, something was very wrong. Mm. I mean, your credit has to be really bad for it to be rejected for Open a bank current bank. account. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it must have been really bad. Okay. But yeah, so go on. Tell us more about what happened. Yeah. So I obviously asked the teller, what was this? I have no idea what this is. Mm. Can you please tell me more? Mm. And he didn't give, really give me much information yeah. other than it was a bad credit score and to look up it online on the, one of those credit check websites. Mm. Mm. And I had like zero financial knowledge at this time. I was, you know, a uni student who didn't pay any attention to that mm. at all. So yeah. I was kind of very, very worried. Mm. And so how old were you... Um at this time? I think I was about 20. 
Okay. Okay. And um, how did you find out what the nature of um, the fraud was or where it happened? Who did it or, you know, when it happened? Yeah. So I was thinking who could have possibly done this to me? Mm. Who has the access to the information? That you would need yeah, to do that, yeah, like and, and stuff like that. none of my friends really had anything like that. My family, mm. you know, my family isn't like well off, pretty working class, but I would never have thought they would have done something like that to mm. me because we had a very good relationship. Yeah. So I just asked them. I just, I just straight up asked them. I've got some bad stuff on my credit score. Do you know anything about it? Yeah. And straight away they admitted to it. They oh, didn't really? try hide it or. Mm anything they were pretty distraught about it they were Aww. said they were going to tell me but they were afraid to wow uh, and just to classify the severity of what's going on what was actually do you know what was in your credit report was it like a default or what was it exactly CCJ or... yeah so i looked on uh the credit score websites mm. and i found out there was three outstanding loans on the three mm. And then there was one CCJ on there. Okay. And the funny thing about that is on those websites, you can see information about yourself. So your date of birth mm. and the name that's attached to it. And none of them were right. My date of birth was wrong. My name was wrong. Mm. The date of birth on the time the loans were taken out, I was actually younger than 18, if that was to be oh. believed. So you were how old at the time? The debts were taken out. Yeah, do you mean? yeah. How old? It, how old yeah. you would you have been when they were taken out? Sixteen. Ooh. Oh, so when you say the date of birth was wrong, are you saying that they pretended you were older? Yeah. So they could take the loan. Oh, I see. Okay. So and you mentioned I something knew, about the name yeah. was changed as well. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So my full name uh, was you... not on the name of the CCJ. It just said like a nickname oh. for my name, oh. which was confusing because when you had to sign up for those websites, it asks for a lot of personal information. Exactly. Yeah. Credit score. Yeah. So I don't understand how all of these checks and balances didn't mm. catch this. Mm. You know, mm. I seem to have just fallen through the cracks. Wow. And so this information, did you see it like before you confronted them or after you confronted them? I saw it before I confronted them. Mm. Okay, so did you suspect it was your parents at the time when you when you was checking all these um online websites? Did you think, oh, this is something that my parents could do, or were you just asking them like you know just as a general, oh, this is what's happened to me, parents? What do you think I should do about it? I think at the start it was more the latter. Uh, it wasn't a straight up accusation, mm. but I but I'd like. Um, hints and assumptions that it, it must have been there mm. Mm. so did you did they give any explanation as to why it was done like what was going on at the time yeah so i asked why you did this yeah. and why would you do this to your own son yeah. <laughs> and they said there was loads of reasons for it um I don't remember them all to be exact, but mm. none of none of the reasons he said were for malicious purposes. Mm. It was for things like school uniforms, paying for rent, mm. paying for food. Mm. I know at the time the car was repossessed. Mm. So I, I know that they were going through dire financial 
situation. Mm. But I was only 16 at the time. Mm. And, you know, I didn't really know about money all that well. I didn't really know mm. about, um, you know, getting a household, yeah. paying for children. We have quite a big family, so a lot of mouths to feed. Mm. Mm. And so tell, um, tell us more about the loan in terms of, like, how much it was for. I think you said there were three outstanding loans and one CCJ. So are you saying that four loans were taken out in your name? or? Yeah, I believe that would have been it. Um, so the total amount for the CCJ was about one grand. Mm. And then the outstanding debts were about 1,500, about 500 each wow for the debts and i assume it didn't go for ccjs on them because it was too low of a number i don't mm. really know mm. wow so then all together about like four five thousand six thousand pounds what's going on no, he said 500 each, so about yeah the, so about two one, three three thousand five hundred yeah. mm. wow two thousand five hundred sorry yeah that is a lot of money so when you found that when when you're when you had a discussion with your parents and I know you said that they were very tearful. How did you feel? Because I know some people might feel like that's a bit of a betrayal. Mm. But how did you feel at the time? Because, you know, they, they gave you an explanation as to why they did it. How did it make you feel? At the time, I was livid. I was yeah, I extremely imagine. angry with them. Yeah. I felt utterly betrayed. I felt, I felt, you know, like they were selling me out just mm. to save their own skin, so mm. to speak. But as time went on, I just thought, I tried to put myself in their shoes, mm. you know, and I know that didn't do anything malicious with it. And mm. I know them, I know them as people. Mm. I know they mm. wouldn't do things to hurt their own kids. Yeah. You know, they, they, they love me, they love my family. Mm. They've never, you know, gone on holidays with that money. They've never wasted it on extravagant things. Mm. So... No, I have sympathy for them. Yeah. Mm. So, so like, what was the financial? What was your parents' financial situation at the time? Like that warranted them to kind of take out the loan. Mm. What was going on? Yeah. So the car was repossessed. So we had no car, Mm. and at the time they didn't really tell us anything about this. I assume to protect us. So one day I was just told, "Oh, you have to walk to school from now on." Aww. So yeah. I had to walk about an hour to school and an Whoa. hour back every day yeah. in winter, in the height of summer. And school uniforms, um, I had to wear school uniforms, which were too small yeah, for me yes. at the time. Yeah. And uh, how did how did that not, affect you? Sorry, say that again? I said, how did that make you feel? You know, did you suspect anything? Or? Um... I mean, I always knew we weren't well off, but it did, you know, kind of a feelings of jealousy of other people in school. Mm. Um, things that they would have, they would say they were going on nice holidays. Mm. And at the time, you know, no one in my family had even left the country. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you seem like a very empathetic person. Like to go through what you've gone through is and to have to suddenly you're at university you suddenly find out oh my gosh I have CCJs Mm. not even like you got to enjoy the money in any way shape or form but you suddenly have CCJs and you're still able to put yourself in your parents shoes and understand why they did that you're very 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 empathetic and Mm. you know that's a, a great characteristic but if we could just go back to growing up um 
And I I understand how you feel because I did, I experienced similar things as in like looking at other people thinking, oh, they have this, they have this, mm. and I don't have that. Um, but generally speaking, when you think about your parents growing up before they went through their um, financial struggles, how were they in general with their money? Did mm. you think that they were like, savers did you think that they were like big spenders like how were they like financially uh poor i would say it's always been known that Mm. my mom in particular has not been good with money not because she spends a lot Mm. but you know she was a single parent for a time Mm. and Mm. you know you can't really earn much money when you're in that predicament true yeah I understand. So it's more so like the income coming in wasn't even enough to stretch mm. for all of you guys rather than how she was actually spending it. Is that what mm. you mean? Yeah. Mm. And the family that the greater family have isn't well off really either. So it's mm. not really a case of you can turn to other family members no. for yeah. aid either. Yeah. And so in terms of like, you know, you discovering all these things, did you ever report it to anyone or no no i didn't was there like a reason why you didn't do that i guess it was just a case of i was afraid of what the consequences would be Mm. um i'm the eldest child in my family Mm. and Mm. you know i still have siblings to this day who are dependent Mm. on them Mm. and i just kind of just viewed it as a case of if my family was permanently ripped apart and destroyed mm. i would feel worse about that yeah, than having yeah. a bad credit credit score mm. yeah that's a very good point and the thing is with the fraud on your account considering they use a the wrong date of birth that would have been something that would be very easy to prove mm. um but yeah i can i can see why you made the decision that you made and other people looking in might not really get that but yeah i, I see your point of view so just generally speaking like how did, did you have conversations about paying it off or how it will be paid off or anything like that yeah so at the time when i confronted them with it um we made the decision for the ccjs just let that drop off okay uh, after six years because it had been you know about four years since it had um you know been filed and it was going to drop off in two years and i was still a student at the time so i didn't Mm. really need the credit Mm. and the outstanding debts, I had money at the time that I'd saved up. So I gave them the money as a lump sum mm. to pay off. Mm. And then they would pay me that back over time when it was at their convenience, mm. just to get it off my report. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. So you paid it off first and then they paid you back? Yes. Okay. All right then. And how much of the debt, like what percentage would you say you've cleared off at the moment? Uh, the outstanding debts are all gone. Oh, okay. okay. That's good. Uh, the CCJ, I think, is still on there. Mm. Um, and, you know, amongst us, so amongst us money medics, we talk about credit scores all the time. Yeah. And um, we understand what a CCJ could actually do to your credit report. I mean, it can stop you from, um, you know, getting loans, getting a mortgage, etc. Mm-hmm. So you still have in the CCJ on your account is there anything in particular that it stopped you from being able to do that mm. you would have done had you not had it? Yeah, uh, well, the CCJ is on there and as well the default of the debts are on there just okay. because they're paid off 
um, the it's defaults still, still show up. So mm. there's that as well. And uh, example recently, I went to get a, I got a job um, after graduating. Mm. Went to move and they do a credit report and they ask for a gigantic uh, upfront like, yeah, four rent. months rent yeah. because of the oh, four months credit rent. Score. Yeah. Oh. And that's not really money that I have laying around. So yeah. that job I had to turn down. Oh, yeah. How do you, how are you feeling about that? I mean, I got a different job, so it's yeah, not that bad good. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But if I couldn't find another job, I'd feel very upset about it. Mm. It's really interesting that like we have to constantly think about the financial decisions that we make mm. because it can just affect you. Like six year down, six years down the line, you're still reaping the consequences from what you did six years ago so oh wow but you've only got one year left until everything clears off of your account right uh yeah um it's a staggered uh thing so one of the debts the defaults will be gone in may okay of this year okay and the longest one will be february of next year that's good it's not long to go yeah and how oh sorry go ahead no i was just gonna ask how's your How's the relationship with your parents at the moment? Oh, yeah. Really good. Um, everyone is getting along with each other. Good. Um, very happy that I didn't make the decision to tear things apart because, mm. you know, money is money at the end of the day, but yeah. family is forever. Yeah. And, and and has their financial situation improved since then? How How's mum and dad at the moment? Doing well. Uh, both of them yeah. were students around about the time when all these debts were taken out. Mm. So they've since graduated uh, with masters. Oh, that's good. Quite well-paying jobs now. Good. <laughs> that's good. Wow, that shows that you can always turn your situation around. Wow. <laughs> Very inspirational story. <laughs> and did they seem grateful? in a sense for yes you they're, not... they're eternally grateful yeah. Yeah. yeah and so with like you know what happened and what you've gone through has that changed you know the way you view money and how you manage your finances definitely i think it's made me into a almost unhealthy saver i would that, never yeah. want anything like this to happen again oh. mm. when you say unhealthy saver what type of so what do you mean can you describe that in a bit more detail what do you mean by that the kind of person who when you go to a restaurant is looking at the prices of everything on the menu (laughs) and you know when i'm buying food always looking at the price per kilo Mm. and weighing things up like that so it definitely um it's always in my mind trying to save money these are things that I do too. <laughs> I always look at the price per kilo. I don't do that. I don't I even, do. I, I've, I've never seen no, the no, point of that. Like, yeah, yeah, I just see points. Calories per buck, you know, more what? bang for you. No, yeah. not, I'm not talking about calories. <laughs> I'm talking about the price. Yeah. So when I do my, like, my ASDA shop, I always check what's the price per something. How does that uh, affect what you buy there? Does, yeah, because when you pick the cheapest one. If you go, <laughs> okay, anyway, we'll, we'll, I'll explain that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, just, but just to like elaborate on that, in terms of like, the, you're talking about you being an unhealthy saver has that the way you view money has that had an impact on any relationships or friendships like mm. people not really understanding why are you approaching money like this has it had an impact yeah i mean among my friends i'm you know known as a 
very tight person uh-huh. and sometimes they won't invite me out to things oh. that are considered expensive because oh. I probably would turn it down to be fair <laughs> but mm. yeah it certainly has an effect on friends mm. sometimes the invite is still nice though even if you know you're not gonna go it's still sure. nice to be invited well, yeah. maybe you might change your mind you might want to go you know you make it work <laughs> but, um, exactly. wow and then like based on like how your credit score is now like because sometimes i know like people value credit scores in different ways Mm. like sometimes it's only really important when you're about to approach a particular life milestone or whether it's taking a phone contract or buying a house how do you feel about your credit score at this point in time uh it's one of those things i just prefer not to think about i just put it to the back of my mind Mm. and if I do think about it, I just think I made the right choice. Mm. It, everyone has things in their life which get thrust upon them that they don't like. And true, I suppose true. this is mine. You seem like a very, very self-aware um, person. And I yeah. think uh, a lot of people, like, it shows you life is not black and white. Yeah. Mm. You know? Um, Sometimes life's ha- life happens to you. Yeah. It's true. Um, You're just a victim of your circumstances. What's your advice to anyone who's, listening to this right now i know like things are quite expensive and tough and families are going through it what would your advice be my advice would definitely be to think rationally about anything any choices you make Mm. try to put yourself in the shoes of someone who might have committed the same uh fraud that happened to me Mm. think about if they did it maliciously or not think about if it was done out of desperation Mm. i'm not justifying it by any means Mm. i would definitely never want it to happen to anyone certainly not me but if the alternative is you know you they can't pay rent they can't pay for food they can't pay for school uniforms it's just something you have to do Mm. in some cases Mm. and in my opinion the bond between your family is more important than money Mm, yeah true, true, true. wow brad thank you so much for sharing your story um it's nice to you know hear it from like a different perspective and i love how empathetic and in understanding you are to the situation mm. um but yeah thank you so 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 much we'll probably catch up with you a little bit later no problem thank you thank no, you thank you bye i don't know what to say um i do <laughs> I don't know. So it's a really we'll get into it, but it's a really it's a like I see like the empathy and I get the situation, but I just kind of have a like a question in my head. Like, let's say like none of the children were of age, then like what would they have done? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Well, that they would have changed the date of birth. That's what it is. Yeah. What if a child is five years old? Oh right, okay. What would you do in desperate, desperate situations? We could probably commit a different type of fraud. Yeah, exactly. It'll be a different type. Yeah. But you just find something else that you're able to do. It could potentially be even worse. Yeah. But, you know, like, listen to his story. I don't know, every time I listen to these people's stories, I, it really just changes my perspective. Uh, perspective? <laughs> perspective. Yeah. I get it. I get yeah. it. Sometimes you can be in really, really desperate situations. Yeah. Like, I mean, as a parent, you would never want your child to be to be walking one hour to get to school one hour back true so for you to be in a situation like that it, it seems like the lesser of all evils or, yeah. or the lesser mm. of two evils yeah. if that's a, if that's the right saying mm. so i get it I and mean, especially if like if they didn't do that what if they would have been, yeah 
they would have been kicked out of the house. They'll have nowhere to live. Mm. Mm. They'll be in a much worse situation. So mm. I get it. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not condoning fraud, by the way. I don't yeah. condone fraud, but. Yeah, you're not, yeah, definitely not condoning fraud. But I think um, I, used to, I used to be a big fan of Suits. I don't know, but I'm not going to go into the, the story behind it. Mm. behind it. But it's like. What did he commit fraud to get into law school? Yeah, he did. No, okay, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just, all I'm just saying is that there's a quote of Harvey used to say is that sometimes, um, in order to, sometimes you have to cross the line to do the right thing. Sometimes, and hear me out in saying this is that, like, it's so easy to to say and be listening to this and say the right thing to do is call the authorities mm-hmm. and oh yeah, your your credit score is fixed, etc. But sometimes like when you look at the circumstances or situation if mm. someone is a really really good person sometimes you want to look um that. past that and beyond that so i'm not going to go into the backstory of suits but i'm just saying it's like based on the character like, like he lost his parents some really bad stuff happened like mike mike lost his parents like from the show oh from suits i don't want to spoil it for anyone yeah. but i'm just saying when you look at his circumstances you understand why he did what he did mm. you know and i know like people you're probably wondering okay, like um uh, what would you do if it was his parents like what would you if i was a parent or if oh, I was that a was me yeah. i'll take out a payday loan or something else because like I get what you, I don't do you know what maybe it's like it's it's, it's a different time right mm. but knowing what I know now knowing that for example they use credit scores for you to open up your account because if if say like he's trying to open up a student account and he hasn't got a bank account then there's nowhere for the student loan to even go into first mm. of all yeah. or knowing that my my child could like lose their job mm. because i messed up their credit score mm. and then they can't get a job mm. for i don't know six years knowing what i know now if it was me mm. i wouldn't do that mm. i i don't know take out a payday loan no but they're, but they're they're already in debt so they can't even take out a payday loan i don't know i'd, I'd have to do my research and find, just find another way i would yeah because yeah. that could literally destroy destroy your life your yeah, child's future yeah. oh, sometimes you have to oh, no but like yeah. if i'm in debt like if my if my financial life or my life is already destroyed yeah. i'm not gonna go mess up my child's life i'll, I'll have to find another way yeah yeah i, I understand that yeah what do you want you no i agree um i don't think i can do it to my son I don't think I could. Cute, cute Grayson. Yeah, I know. Cute, cute little cute baby. Cute Grayson's face. Grayson's face. You can't do that to him. I, I, I couldn't do it to him. <sighs> I'm just... I'm going to get emotional. It's okay, Eve. No, no, no. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> My baby. No, I'm not going to cry. Um, no, it's just... I'm just thinking about... Like, obviously, we're still coming out of the pandemic. So, my mind just goes back to, like, how things were back then. Mm. And things were tough mm. luckily i had savings but you know mm. things were tough i'm thinking what if we depleted all of our savings and we didn't have family members and like my son was like my only hope ah oh, bloody hell um i'm saying this it's tough you know because because i don't know like it I'd... would be my very very last resort mm. like very 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 last mm. obviously I, I don't want anyone to judge our like our moral compass but mm. i'm just putting it out there you know like i feel like um we we've been in very very bad and dire situations from the pandemic and but even our situation is probably not as dire as what his parents might have been going for at the time true 
But I, I think just to kind of give context, like, you know, I think a long time ago, right, like, there was a parking ticket. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah. Incident that happened. Getting back to our childhood. Yeah. Aww. It was a parking ticket that happened a long, long, long time ago. And it's like, um, what, you got the parking ticket? No, 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 no. My, dad, my dad got yeah. a parking ticket, whatever. My parents weren't around, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, sometimes you don't know think about parking tickets, you can just forget them. Yeah. You can just, you just forget them and they, they pile up. And then I think you were at uni, and then so, ba- so bailiffs came, came right? To and they wanted to I take. I think I saw I was at home. Or... No, you were at uni. You didn't know anything about it. You were, you were at uni. Oh. So, so bailiffs came, and then they wanted to start taking like stuff and whatever. And it's like, for me, I'm the, I'm the oldest, right? It's an embarrassment, like, if they take the sofa, the, the TV, like, what am I going to say to, like, my two other sisters that are home? And so I took the L and, and paid the, what was, I think it was like 500 or whatever. So mm. I'm saying is that, like, in putting myself in Brad's shoe, like, you kind of think about the bigger picture. Am mm. I going to make my siblings feel a certain type of way? Am I going to take the L, you know, as the big, do you, do you see what I mean? So. It's, it's a really emotional thing you kind of have to g- grapple with. But another thing that Brad said that was really important is that you have to understand why it happened. Yeah. So if, the, I'm not talking about your situation at all, I'm just talking about a different situation. Mm. If you know that the person that is trying to defraud you ha- is historically a bad um like really, really bad with your finances and it's always getting themselves in trouble, et cetera, et cetera, then they'll probably just call the police. <laughs> I'm <laughs> fed up. Yeah. I'm fed up of this, call the police. Because if you get into a stage whereby like you're constantly having to pay out for them, mm. bail them out, et cetera, et cetera, it's like they're not learning. Mm. They're not learning from their mistakes and they're constantly getting themselves into awkward scenarios because they know that their kids are going to bail them out. Mm. In that case... I'd be like, nah. Mm. Um, but in this case where like things are really, really desperate mm. and you know, you're trying to better your cause he said that his parents were um, studying, yeah. like you're trying to better your life, there's no income coming in, you're like you're doing the best that you can, then you know, it's a different scenario. Mm. Mm. Anyway. I don't know which one was because yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know much about your story, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm just saying. But I think the most important thing is like in kind of bringing it down to like context, it's like inflation is high, mm. it's getting higher. I think it's going to reach like 7.25 mm, in 10% April. More like, but... um, exactly, it probably feels more like 10%. <laughs> um, so the cost of living, like people are squeezed. Yeah. You know, whereas technically we still are kind of coming out of a pandemic. Um, you know, so people will do desperate things, you know. Um, what I want people to realise is that if you are in a family dynamic whereby things are malicious something to kind of take on to take on board is that um from referencing experience or other credit bureaus if fraud has been committed on your account it can be easily removed but i think you just have to make that personal ju- judgment as to whether or not you want to report the family member mm. or your guardian mm. the, um in terms of like financial resources and during these hard times call signing up for universal credit you know, um, if you go onto the Money Helper, which was formerly Money Advice Service, there's a list of different funding available from the council. Um, you can use Turn to Us. There's income maximization. All these different things. There's there's a lot more resources out there than people think there are. Mm. You know, um, but yeah, that, that's what I kind of wanted to use to kind of wrap up that there is support. But if you are in a situation whereby things are malicious and you you want to reflect and you think the right thing is to report the person 
fraud that the fraud can be removed from your account um but yeah just kind of giving you more food for thought that things are not black and white there's a lot more psychological than we think it is mm. in these circumstances but yeah, I, I do hope you've enjoyed listening to another episode of your real money stories bye guys You've just listened to an episode of Your Real Money Stories, an original podcast brought to you in association with Zopa. We provide great value financial products and tools to make managing your money a lot easier. So make sure you subscribe and share with your friends who you think might have related to the episode. For more information and resources around the themes discussed in this episode, head over to zopa.com forward slash podcast. And of course, if you want to be on the next episode, make sure you slide into our DMs at MoneyMedics on Instagram. 